You're listening to the Underdog Sports NFL Show with host Chris Horwadell and Mario Hines. Brought to you by Underdog Sports. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Underdog NFL Show. I'm trying my best to get out of this. I'm Chris Horwadell. I'm trying my best to get out of this uh, this John Mulaney impersonation I've been doing for the last like five minutes unintentionally now. That is neither complimentary to me or Mr. Mulaney. So out of fear of his lawyers reaching out, I'm going to move on and uh, joined by Mario Hines. Mario, how are, you're coming from Greece. How are you? I am tuned in from Greece. I am. Uh, I have a I'm on the field. On the field mm-hmm. and, I, and, and meaning I just want to get as far as away from the Detroit Lions as I possibly could. And, That's smart. Uh, and uh, in Greece ended up just, I spun the globe. In Atlanta. That's actually the Detroit Lions strategy of defense as well, <laughs> to get as far away from possible as the other offense. Oh, well, they're executing at a high level. They are executing at an extremely high level. We, uh, we've got a ton to talk about. I've got BavadaSportsBook.com open in front of me. We're going to talk about all of the week nine lines in the National Football League. And all of that good stuff. We'll talk, we'll talk about the trade deadline, a historic trade deadline that has altered the immediate futures of some NFL franchises. Uh, but before we get to that, I want to talk about a tweet that you posted and then I believe you deleted this past weekend. Um, I said something along the lines of my strategy of not watching Lions games and having them win is going great so far. <laughs> Cut to Lions lost shortly thereafter, and weirdly, I couldn't find the tweet to comment on. <laughs> so this happened twice this year. Uh-huh. This type of thing. I didn't. I didn't delete the first time because I'm like, I'll stand on it. It was the. It was the Vikings game, where I said, a turnover here wins us the game. They got the turnover, and then I even doubled up. By retweeting with a comment, quote tweeting, if you will, and saying, oh, "I would quote never, tweeting yourself." I know that's bold. And I said, "I would never lie to you, Lions Nation." And then I had to come back and, and say, "I'm sorry for lying to you, Lions Nation." Wouldn't lie to you, but it turns out I don't know what I'm talking. I don't know. About. <laughs> so fast forward to Lions Dolphins, and um, I'm on the go for some reason mm-hmm. Sunday, so I'm not watching the Lions game. I don't I don't yeah. get the chance to watch the start. I tune into the score and it's scarily 14 nothing. Mm-hmm. And I say with confidence that okay, I get it now. I get what's happening. I won't watch. We will win. My mistake was putting that in digital print. Correct. <laughs> you don't even think that. You don't, I was supposed to flush it as soon as I thought it, but I again, exactly right. again, being the overly confident and braggadocious fool, hubris, hubris took me down, and uh, yeah, we all know the final score. It was not in the Lions' favor for those who didn't catch the game <laughs> this past weekend. Also, not in the Lions' favor the trade deadline, where out of nowhere. They deal TJ Hawkinson to the Minnesota Vikings, a division rival, for a 2023-4 and a conditional 2024-4. Yeah, man, look. Oh, wait, sorry. Oh, this is I'm I'm reading this. Okay. Vikings acquire Hawkinson a 2023-4 and a conditional 2024-4 from the Lions in exchange for a 2023-2 and a 2024 
three. Okay. So you give up Hawkinson a pair, a four and a conditional four for a two and a three. Oh, they were just not rocking with this contract. Extent. Apparently not. It feels like he's been playing better of late too. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I'm willing to say that any, any, uh, strategy in his, his lack of production since the uptick has been due to the flow of the game and not his mm-hmm. quote unquote, just responsible of being uh, not productive. So it feels premature. It felt premature when the, the, I guess there was a report, like he made a comment saying I would understand. And I'm like, this is a weird thing to talk about. None of us are thinking about <laughs> this. <laughs> none of us, none of us are considering this uh, TJ. Yeah. What are you talking about? And so then when it, it happened, it's like one, a, a couple things went through my mind. First, I'm like, okay, so all that, all that energy of the first four weeks and, and obviously the, the losses contribute to the energy decreasing. But like now we know how they feel internally now at this sure. stage. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. That, 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 you know, climbing the hill thing over, 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 yeah, over. We fell we back down that hill. Yeah, like rolling down the hill uncontrollably, all the stuff spilling that's in our hands and backpack. And then it makes it, it turns into this other thing that can be insidious, Chris. It's the faux hope for the future investment mm-hmm. that they want. Which we're gonna hands. we're gonna dub FOPE from now on. Yes. Yes. Let's do that. And I'm so and, and it's like I'm into it. This is it's insidious, man. I'm into it because yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, Jameson Williams, we'll get a final quarterback. You know, we got got this, got that. We're close, and I guess yeah, just get the guys in. But man, this seems like a knee jerk regression, and also like a like a who who. It's too much of a toss up. Who knows what this could be. And, oh yeah, and, no, and, for sure. Yeah, and it's too much banking on some something that that instead of just saying like this is starting to become a massive failure. Yeah, it's 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 basically like when all of us are like, you know what? I'm going to be better in the future. I'm going to work out more. I'm going to eat less bad food. I'm going to be a better person. We make the problem for our future self and assume that our future self is in some way going to be more capable than our current self. And, uh, yeah, you're hoping that one of these quarterbacks works out. And that's going to solve all of our problems, gosh darn it. Because we're going to have Will Levis or or C.J. Stroud at quarterback or Bryce Young, who's not built for Detroit in the winter. No. Um, and just, just kind of hoping it works out. And, you know, I don't really understand that personally as a fan of a team that's 7-0 and and uh, has also has the eighth pick in the draft thanks to the New Orleans Saints. Don't understand that. Because it's just, um, uh, you know, I didn't even know you could lose football games. Oh, well earned. Well earned, my friend. Not really. Kind of lucked into. (laughs) I mean, you've got a guy that's playing at a level that you should be in contention every time you play a team. In this version of the NFL, especially. Yeah. Well, it's crazy what happens when a guy who is potentially your biggest question mark going into the season morphs into a, a leading MVP candidate. Yeah. It really changes the direction of the organization. Absolutely. I'm actually curious for from your lens and perspective, like what is next for you guys? I mean, now it's now it's clearly 
I mean, Super Bowl or bust is high, but it's it, not Super Bowl or bust. No yeah. way. NFC Championship. Uh, very, very. You have to at least be competing for the NFC Championship at this point. I think they're a year ahead of where they thought they would be. Yeah. Um, the Eagles currently plus five twenty-five, second best odds to win the Super Bowl with Bavada behind only the Bills. Mm. If you, I know what you're thinking, your Lions got to be up there as well. Yeah, plus twenty-five thousand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, t- mm-hmm. tied with the Panthers. Put some money up, so y'all. Who's, who's got the best quarterback for the future between those two teams? Is it is it Goff or is it PJ Walker? <laughs> Who would you take if you had to take one? I think Goff's going to get another shot similar to what's happening in Detroit. Uh, I don't think that means that he'll be in the league longer than PJ. So I actually plead the yeah. fifth on this. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what our future. I don't know what the future is. So look, they're in. They're in really good shape. They have. Decent amount of cap room right right now. They have two first round picks, including the number eight overall pick, and uh, a relatively young team aside from some older pieces on defense. The cornerbacks are going to have you're going to have to find a replacement for likely Bradbury next year. Uh, other than that, you know, you probably need to add a defensive tackle to replace Fletch, but mm-hmm. they're in good shape. Eventually, draft an offensive tackle to replace Lane. Yeah. Howie's done a great job. It sounds weird to say that because of how how much of a punching bag that Howie Roseman's been in the past, especially during the Chip Kelly era where he was just kind of pushed to the side. But he's done a great job getting this team set in the right direction. And like I said, it it helps when when your quarterback turns into an MVP candidate at like 24 years old. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, I'm with it. I, like I agree. A year ahead of schedule. Uh, I wouldn't say house money. You've got to deliver. There will be some dejection if you went out in the first round or whatever. Or, but, oh, sure. You know, no, I think I think NFC Championship, I just think that it, it would be hard for you all to fall off the cliff. You know, you might, you might, someone might catch you guys on a day, but it would be really hard for you all to fall off the cliff. So, yeah, like you said, you all are set up exactly like uh, – you're, you're you're a balanced you're, for what for what you have so far, like you're set up to, to to consistently be the team that you're set up to be. Like you're not you're not some team that's trying to be like this running team that you know and still doesn't have the pieces. But this is our identity, and we just have to continue to work to get our guys in here or get the mentality right. No, you guys are it. You guys are it, yeah. and you just have to show up. Well, it's a weird position to be in though, because at seven and zero. You have the best record in the NFL, and right behind you at six and one is the Dallas Cowboys. So I think that Cowboys team is is very good in its own right. Uh, Tony Pollard has been explosive as hell. Yeah, and there's a scenario where things go wrong for the Eagles. They finish the season at fifteen and two, and they're in the wild card. Yeah, that's strange. Right, <laughs> that's strange. And I don't have anything to go against that because of the emergence of Pollard. Uh, and and the consistency, even with the defense starting to show a little more signs of of uh, weakness, um, still making game winning plays. Sure, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to say that no, for sure, you all will, will fend them off. Like the Eagles are what they're plus one seventy five to win the NFC in general, and. Well, I got actually surprisingly minus 500 to win the NFC East at Bavada. The Bavada's got more confidence in the Eagles to win the NFC East, I suppose, than they do anywhere else as they are the favorites. 
I don't know. I thought that I thought that would be a little bit closer. I thought there was a chance that it would be plus money to win the NFC East, but they seem to think it's a foregone conclusion at this point, and I do not share that particular thought. Uh, by the way, if you, the, the Lions can turn things around, hundred bucks wins you fifteen thousand dollars at Bavada for the uh, winning the NFC North. Put your money down, folks, and and remember remember that the Lions gave a division rival one of their better players when you're making that. <laughs> Well, you're making that, that <laughs> worth remembering. Now, let's talk about some of these other trades. Eagles get Robert Quinn. We won't dwell too much about that. The Kansas City Chiefs go get embattled New York wide receiver Kadarius Tony. What do you? Does, is this just? Is this just worth a shot? Yes, because he fits in all ways. Uh, we're gonna find out why it wasn't working in New York. We're gonna find out exactly. There's gonna be no excuse. So we're gonna yeah. find out why. The Ravens go get Roquan Smith from the Bears for a second and fifth round pick. The the Ravens just can't help themselves when it comes to adding stud linebackers. They that's what they're gonna do, and they're not gonna touch any other position, no matter how desperately they need it. Shout out to Roquan for getting the trade he wanted. He was really sad when uh Robert Quinn got traded. So, you know, shout out for that. But I mean Ravens helped themselves, but it's almost like um like, yeah, the kitchen's always clean, though. Like, mm. you always keep, like, don't, you, you tidied up the counter, but the kitchen's, like, well organized. What about your room? You know, get a wide receiver. Jeez. Yeah, well, surprisingly, only, what, one wide receiver was traded on trade deadline day when we thought there could have been about 30 of them dealt. But uh, we'll get to that in a second. Good gamble for the Ravens, who get Smith, like I said, for a two and a five. Even if he leaves this year, if they don't franchise him or whatever, they're probably looking at a third or a fourth round comp pick. So good gamble to go get a really good player. Mm-hmm. The one wide receiver who was traded is Chase Claypool, who goes from the Steelers to the Bears. Bears actually acquiring players here in exchange for their own 2023 second round pick. Yeah, the sized up guy that I think is we're also going to uh, confirm his underachieving nature. Now, again, underachieving doesn't mean lack of production. He might produce little more than what he did the Steelers, but, I mean, <laughs> he's he's going to be the guy, but I just don't think he is a guy. So good enough. Uh, one of those things kind of similar to Tony, good enough to try. I've never been a Claypool fan, though. I mean, Claypool has unquestionably been more successful during his time in the NFL than Kadarius. Tony had 10 touchdowns as a rookie, stuff like that. I just, I have bad vibes from this dude. Same. Like, And he's a Canadian. They're supposed to be so nice. Yeah, he's he's overcompensating for that. Yeah, he's, you know, he, he, he doesn't like the perception of Canada as being the nice guys from the outside. So he himself is trying to change that. Uh, 62 catches as a rookie, like I said, nine touchdowns in his best season in 2020. That dropped to 59 catches last year to only two scores, 32 catches this year through eight games, one touchdown on pace for, I don't have that in front of me, but math says about 68 catches this year. So is on pace for a career high in catches, but by far a career low in yards per catch. He's been in the 14s. Uh, now he's at nine. Yeah, I mean it's going to be hard to get that back up to fourteen. Maybe we get it to eleven. Uh, the the Bears' offense isn't super vertical, so good luck. But 
yeah, he'll get he'll get catches. He, I, I think he finishes with sixty or so. Um, he's going to get opportunities, that's for sure, because exactly. he's unquestionably the number one wide receiver in that Bears room the moment he showed up. Exactly. So it's an interesting fit. The Miami Dolphins go get Bradley Chubb and a 2025 fifth round pick from the Broncos in exchange for a 2023 first round pick, a 2024 four, and running back Chase Edmonds. Feels weird. I mean, I like it. Let me first comment with I like I like what they're doing. I like the all in nature. I like that it's a, a high high impact position that they really could use. Uh, but what I started to say was it feels futile. Like they're trying really hard to lose to the Bills. Yeah, or the Chiefs, and and have as few draft picks as possible when doing so. Exactly, exactly. So like, as good as this is for them, and you can't argue that they're better they're not better than the bills maybe right. more the chiefs so last deal we're going to talk about uh i i did mention only one wide receiver was traded only one active wide receiver was traded <laughs> the jacksonville jaguars went out and got trevor lawrence his uh his running mate for the future in suspended wide receiver calvin ridley uh from the atlanta falcons it's a very interesting trade that is heavily dependent upon what happens with Ridley in Jacksonville in terms of catches, production, re-signing, and a number of other things. Can be worth up to a maximum of a 2023 fifth round pick and a 2024 second round pick. Oh, that's every if every incentive is hit. Yeah, I like it. Then I like it for both sides. Then that second round pick is high, high value. I think Ridley was a productive guy. He had those moments. But he was a productive guy. Uh, they, the, the reason why he went through before he got the suspension when, and going through the mental health thing, it was a big deal because he, he was making plays uh, and then went through a stint of um, the yips or whatever, uh, wide receiver version of the yips. So I like the change of scenery. I hope. <laughs> I can't say it with full confidence. I hope that this also puts uh, Jacksonville's offense in a place that they can have a, a another piece where they it's not even mediocrity it's it's still the like lack of experience mistakes that are monumental are still happening and I don't know if Calvin really solves that so it's one of those things where yeah you've got a good guy but did you did you solve the problem you know, I think Ridley is an outstanding number two receiver. He is one of football's best root runners. He is consistent with catching the football. He's not going to be the guy by himself, but you know, you get him for a twenty twenty four two. If if everything breaks right, do that trade for sure. Yep. Yeah. Agree. And by the way, <laughs> the other big piece of news today was that Dan Snyder has hired a law firm to look into selling the Washington Commanders. That comes out of nowhere. Just now, breaking news to my watch, <laughs> says that uh, federal prosecutors open criminal investigation into allegations commanders engaged in financial improprieties. So I think I think Danny Boy might have known that something was coming down the pike, and he's like, hey, it might be time to get out. Yeah. He, here's the thing. Hubris. We're hubris again. We There's been rumblings and people around the league, and it's trickled down to media that Dan Snyder should be getting out. This has been talked about for three years running. More than that, yeah. Well, and 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 of course he, we've you can you can probably search like his hard, strong pushback against that. And here we are now. Oh yeah. I'm like come on, man. 
Oh yeah, like uh, what was it? Probably like three weeks ago. He's like, they're not gonna make me sell my team. Yeah, like come on, Daniel. <laughs> come on. I, I like I, I read an article about this a while back when all of the Snyder stuff was coming out and people were, especially I think Robert Kraft was one of the big proponents saying he should sell the team. Robert Kraft should probably just keep his mouth yeah, shut. He can't stay in the corner. But, <laughs> but yeah, like I don't know that you're who I want to side with here. Yeah. But, but, but it wasn't Kraft who said this. It was another another owner who wasn't identified. Like Snyder in the story was talking about how how being an owner in the NFL is so cutthroat and everybody hates everybody. And the other owner's like, most of us really like each other. We just all hate Daniel. Yeah, like we're in agreement here. We're <laughs> we are shoulder to shoulder. He sucks. By the way, if uh, if any there's some Taylor Heineke fans out there and they think that this is going to propel the Commanders to some sort of run. Bavada has the Commanders plus 20,000 to win the Super Bowl this year. If you would like to, I mean, I guess throw your money away is a way to put it. That's the perfect way to put it. Taylor Heineke is a nice make... guy, I feel like. Yeah, but I don't, I, I don't think this is, I don't think the Commanders are about to go on a run. No, no, unless, unless literally they have sprints to do. You got to put money down, and I take bare no responsibility at all for this, but I would probably put it on the bills. Yeah, if, if, if. <laughs> Right, if you wanna. They went out and got your cousin Naeem to add to that running back room. I told him. I told him he's gonna have a <laughs> a ball. Yeah, no. I just assume you're all related. We are. It's 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 not a commonplace. Me, Naeem, Duncan. Those are the big three. The big three Hines. Gregory. Gregory. Yes, because yes, Gregory. Uh, which which of well, yeah. Which of you, Naeem, and Gregory Hines don't fit in? <laughs> Let's see. Most famous people I think with the last name. I think, I think Naeem falls, falls flat here. Name Hines. The most famous Hines in the world. Uh, there's a Kent cricketer, simply known as Hines. <laughs> there. No, I don't want to. I will give me a list. Earl Hines is number one. Do I? Why do I not know who Earl Hines it is? Sounds familiar though. Earl Hines was born December twenty eighth, nineteen o three. Gregory Hines, number two. Yep. Uh, Cheryl Hines. There you go. Number six. Ooh, what's she do? Uh, uh, Cheryl Hines is the woman from uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Ah, uh, yes. And and every reality show that isn't funny. Cousin Cheryl. Yeah, I thought her. Cousin everything. Cheryl. Yeah, about improv comedy. Um, <laughs> Jim Hines, who honestly kind of looks like you a little bit. Oh, James. Uh, born, damn right, James. Uh, born in September 10th, 1946. Yeah. Uh, there's a, a guy named Paul Hines who may or may not have been a football player, but his head's cut off, so I can't. Oh, he looks like he's a baseball player. Yeah, he was a baseball player. Yeah, we didn't really remember uh, Paul born well no he was he was born some 130 years before you yeah but <laughs> i feel like that was one of the big reasons you guys never really clicked <laughs> other than that you know you guys share a lot in common have a last name uh end list <laughs> let's let's do our picks for this week because it. i have fear that this is gonna fall off the rails <laughs> More so than this yeah. this Sterling Hines conversation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the 
Thursday night football, the Philadelphia Eagles head to Houston to take on the Houston Texans. Biggest line of the week, Bavada has the Texans plus 14 at home. Ooh, sometimes I forget the Houston Texans play football until I see a score where they have taken another loss. We talked ad nauseum about this Eagles team, so there's no reason to mm-hmm. think that they'll um they'll fall short here. So give me the Eagles and that line. Go Eagles. The uh, P.J. Walker era of Carolina Carolina Panthers football begins on uh, Sunday when they take on the Cincinnati Bengals. Well, I guess it's the the affirmation of the P.J. Walker yeah. era begins. Uh, as Baker Mayfield has officially been benched and will be the number two quarterback, barring any further changes. Uh, they take on the Cincinnati Bengals in Cincinnati, and the Bengals are minus seven and a half at Bavada. Minus seven and a half with or without Mr. Chase? Uh, he's absolutely out. That hip, man. Give me the Bengals. <laughs> you don't mess around with hips, dude. You hips, don't. You the really hip don't. injury hurts forever. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Green Bay Packers head to Detroit to take on your Detroit Lions, my Green Bay Packers, although I don't really take credit for them with Aaron still on the team. Yeah. Uh, Lions plus three and a half at Pavada. This is the game that the Lions will win for some reason. I'm well, not the Packers stink. Yeah, the, the, and so it's. I think the Lions actually win this game. I have no real reason outside the fact that the Packers suck, and sometimes when the Lions change identity like this, whether it's for better or for worse, a win comes out of it. So give me the Lions here. Hey, all of the defensive problems are fixed. They fired Aubrey Pleasant. <gasps> Thank you. There we go. Now we'll catch the though now we'll catch interceptions. Like has absolutely nothing to do. I like that I always think it's funny when the defensive backs coach gets fired when the defensive coordinator is basically the defensive backs coach. Yo, like hello. <laughs> hello. Like no offense to Aaron Glenn here, but I it feels like Pleasant may have been a fall guy. For sure. He was a he was an official scapegoat. The oh boy, I I don't get I don't get these football teams. The Las Vegas Raiders head to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. Bavada has the Jaguars plus one and a half. Yeah, these, they're kind of the same team in different stages uh, as far as how they how they play. Uh, I'm going to go Raiders here just because they have, again, Josh Jacobs is a the consistent bright spot um, offensively that will help keep this low-scoring game uh, on the side of the Raiders. So give me the Raiders. I would avoid this game like the plague. I know you have to make a pick here, but the Raiders just didn't look like they wanted to play football against the Saints last week. Yeah. 20, 20, to lose 24 nothing. I think they crossed the 50-yard line for the first time with like three minutes left in the game. Ugh. It's just how you can be that inept offensively with Darren Waller, with Hunter Renfro, with Derek Carr, with Devontae Adams, with Josh Jacobs is mind-blowing. Yeah, it's uh, it's the uh, Josh McDaniel effect, like all all up in your face, all in your face. Yeah, unbelievable. The Los Angeles Chargers head to Atlanta to take on the Atlanta Falcons. Bavada has the Falcons plus three at home. Ooh, yeah, it's uh, it's not a Malik Willis type of thing, but it might be time. It might be time to just go to Ritter or whoever else you have if you're the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, points aren't being scored in the way they need to. 
Malik so, Willis threw ten passes last week. Now, now Malik Willis has Derrick Derrick Henry, but uh, uh, the Falcons don't have Derrick Henry. So give me the Chargers here, uh, as you know the Falcons. Uh, I believe we know. Shots fired at Tyler Algier. I know, man, sized up. Put him, put him face to face against Derrick Henry, and you just. I'm sorry to say, if I'm the first one to ever tell you, I honestly wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Mm. They, it seems like the same player to me. <laughs> Tyler Algier, the BYU product. Yeah. The Buffalo Bills, one of the bigger lines of the week here, head to New York to take on the New York Football Jets, and Bavada has the Jets minus twelve and a half. Yeah. No, oh God, no, 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 no. Plus twelve and a half. Ooh, that was going to say. Okay, no. Uh, Jets big favorites. In yeah, like one. whoa, the Bills have no one. Um, yeah, <laughs> no, a lot no. of people don't know this, but Josh Allen retired earlier this week. <laughs> there's no, there's no uh, squeaking by, um, like the Jets have done uh, a, a, the past couple weeks. The Bills are going to handle handle business. It, I mean, they're on yeah. another level. This, their quarterbacks on another level. Bills. He's good. The Indianapolis Colts head to New England to take on the New England Patriots. Lowest over-under of the week at 39.5 mm-hmm. at Bavada. We have got the Patriots minus 5.5 here. Yeah, going under. I know you didn't ask. <laughs> going under uh, and going Patriots to hit that 5. The Miami Dolphins head to Chicago to take on Mapletron and those Chicago <laughs> Bears. Such an undeserved nickname, but whatever. Bears plus five at Bavada. I'd be willing to say earned because it's such a sucky nickname. Give me the Dolphins. Yeah, pe- people think it's it's great. I don't get it. I mean, I I get it. I just don't get why it would. You're like, it's just a stupid copy. Like Megatron's an awesome name. Yeah, and it's because of the whole name. Like it's this this Tron thing is starting to be like throwing gate at the end of a thing. That's scandalous. Uh, you're talking to Chris Tron, and that's a well-earned nickname. <laughs> Someone tell Chris. <laughs> Someone tell Chris that he's absolutely right. He should get Meg. He should have T-shirts made. Good T-shirts. I made. hear you. Yeah, yeah. That's what you're just gonna be. You're gonna be. Look, if I if I got this stuff out tonight, I assure you. By the time you wake up tomorrow morning, you're seeing Chris Tron T-shirts all over Greece. Oh my gosh, sold out. Sold out everywhere. I mean, I'd have one. That's the crazy thing. Because that's what happens. Much like when the, uh, much like when a team loses the Super Bowl and all the stuff gets sent <laughs> that's to Zimbabwe. Yeah. 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 Didn't work out. But what yeah. are you going to do? Yeah. They got to go least, somewhere. At least people in a foreign country think I won. Yes. <laughs> the. Where are we at? Minnesota Vikings travel to Washington to take on those Washington Commanders, and Bavada has the Commanders plus three and a half at home. Ooh, eh. going Vikings here—that's kind of that's kind of tight. Surprisingly tight. Hmm, that's weird. I'm going Vikings big, so that's kind of tight. Yeah, surprise that because I mean, you thinking if you assume you get three, and I know that's a little antiquated. Yep. If you get three for playing at home, then on a neutral site, the Commanders are half a point worse than the Vikings. Yeah, I don't know, but huh. I got that? questions about. I got questions about that one. Mm-hmm. What don't we know? The uh, Seattle Seahawks head to Arizona, take on the Arizona Cardinals. 
Bavada has the Cardinals minus two at home. Yeah, well, we don't know going back to the other game that uh, Kirk Cousins run. <laughs> now they're going to test oh, him man. for PEDs and he's suspended. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, you see AJ what AJ Brown tweeted out this week. Yes, isn't that crazy, bro? Like he's like, this is not random, and there's no way it was. Just no way it was. Complete garbage. Let's uh, let's get to it. The Los Angeles Rams head to Tampa Bay, take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bavada's got the Bucks minus three. Now, how about these two teams? Like, like, okay, so this will be a similar matchup on the opposite end of the spectrum that it currently st- as it currently sits. Yeah. Like at the beginning of the year, this was like, oh man, how can you pick a winner of these two juggernauts? Yeah. And now, it's like, and now it's like, oh, man. We have to pick a winner between these two garbage franchises. <laughs> and I am here sweating bullets trying to figure out who to pick. Like, seriously, I'm trying to find a bright spot. Who could make the play? Uh, and Well, in any game with Matt biased. Stafford, I feel confident about the opposing defensive. That's what I'm saying. If I'm going biased, if I'm going biasedness, on both sides of the of the of, of the quarterback yeah. coin, uh, I'm gonna go Bucks here and see what happens. Let's just let the shit fall. All right, the second largest line of the week: Tennessee Titans travel to Kansas City, take on the Kansas City Chiefs. Pavada has the Chiefs minus thirteen at home. Yes, give me big Chiefs win. I love it. I love it. Give me the big Chiefs win. I don't know that it should be phrased exactly like that. I don't know. Like, if you want to say big, give me big Chief. I feel yeah. like you might be culturally insensitive there, but I know. But I mean, you're you're a man of a man of the world, so change change the name, and then I won't be in that predicament. How do you feel about those? Like the well, I mean, the Commanders are gone. The Guardian, the Commanders are the Redskins are now the Commanders. The Guardians are gone. How do you feel about those teams? Like a team like the Chiefs? Are the Chiefs the most egregious name left? Absolutely. It's okay. Okay. Okay not treading lightly, so sorry, is that the Chiefs, out of the others, the Chiefs is the it's the logo still. It's, yeah. it's the representation. But a Chief is an actual thing. It is. You know, and, and it's not like it's not a direct call to the ethnicity. But, is, right? but it's isn't like it the, kind of slanderous toward, towards a certain group of people? I think the imagery is, like a Chief is a commander. I understand. I understand you know, but, that, but like you, like you said, there's a logo attached to it that colors this. Yeah, exactly. So that's where I sit with it. Uh, and so, yeah, change it because it's it's you, you're not going to be able to remove one from the other, right? You just can't do it. But it's like so. Yeah, I don't know. We're we're getting to a weird point where it's like, okay, well, what do we have to change the Saints' name too? Because now we're treading into religion. Yo, so also, also, there was a thread going on that Robert Morris had to change their name. They're colonials, really. Yeah. You guys are. Which, I was going to make them much worse. Oh, no, we're so bad. No, we're no, I'm not, I'm not talking about that. I was going to. Oh, well, sorry. Come up that's, with that's a, what a, you a much more insult, like a much more <laughs> offensive nickname. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, seriously, like Colonials is pretty bad now that we, we yeah. Yeah, it's not ideal. Uh, so, I mean, I, I actually named after Colonial <laughs> Williamsburg, of course. Of course, I forgot. I forgot that the Guardians had changed that their name changed to the Guardians. Yeah, it's really. Stupid. I'm like, who the hell? 
<laughs> I was watching watching a sports center or something. I'm like, who the hell are they? Well, this is interesting because you are not far from here. Well, uh, you're not originally far from here. Do you know what the Guardians are named after? Do you understand the significance of the name? No. <laughs> See, I don't think no. anybody does. And the Guardian, yeah, I want to let me get this right because it was just explained to me what it was. Uh, well, when I, once I got here, people were like, oh, that's a big deal. I was like, all right, if you say so. Uh, on the Hope Memorial Bridge in, uh, in Cleveland, Ohio, which the bridge connects Lorraine Avenue from the west side basically to the east side, there are these giant statues on the, carved into the bridge. And those statues are the guardians. They're guardian statues on the bridge. So that's what the team is named after. That's not a big deal at all. That's stupid. Uh, I mean, that's I get it. No, <laughs> your your first instinct was correct there. I understand you're not one <laughs> to say it out loud. Uh, like they're they're cool looking when you drive over the bridge, but I'm like, oh, I want to name a baseball team after that. Yeah, that's no. we're like, gonna be the Gargoyles. <laughs> but that's where it's like you can't do like you can't be the the direct name of the city's thing. Yeah. Like I think that's the worst thing you can do. Like. I get like the Motor City thing for the the Pistons when they're playing around with the jerseys or whatever. But if they were actually the Detroit like Motor Cities or something, like you can't do that. That's no, it's stupid. It's incredibly stupid. Thank I agree. But then on the flip side of that, there's there's towns where there's absolutely nothing to do with the name, like uh, <laughs> like the well the the Jazz in Utah. Is one for yeah, like, uh, the yeah. the New Orleans Pelicans? Um, yeah, what? Uh, okay, so I googled were there ever Indians in Cleveland? <laughs> a tiny Indian community in the early 20th century Cleveland was largely a transient one. Uh, for previous Indian residents of the Western Reserve area, see prehistoric inhabitants. Census shows that only two Indians, uh, to only two Indian residents in the city in 1900. 48 in 1910, 34 in 1920. So I'm very interested in why. Okay. In the Northwest, uh, okay. Um, let, I apologize for getting the names wrong. <laughs> I do not, no, no disrespect. I'm simply an idiot. Okay, cool. Uh, in the Northwest, the Wyandotte were located along the banks yeah. of the Maumee and Sandusky rivers. The Shawnee in the south were located on both sides of the Scioto. And the Miami occupied valleys in two Miami rivers. Oh, yes, it's still Ohio. I guess there's something about Miami here. The Mingo located yeah, in the, the southeast between Muscum and Ohio rivers. Okay, so there were Indians at one point, but it seems like the census shows that there weren't many. There weren't since, prevalent. Since like it's crazy. Wyandotte is a um, Wyandotte's a city, like a uh, right outside, like it's next to Downriver, uh, which is kind of like um, near to Ohio in Detroit. Hey, everybody, like, welcome back to the Ohio Geography Podcast. Let's just exactly, exactly. We're going to talk about rivers today. Uh, what's your favorite river in Ohio, Mario? Oh, if you didn't say Ohio, I was just going to say Philip, and just really win the game. We'll call you know what we'll call it a win. We'll call it a win. 
pretend like I said that. Uh, we'll cut to Thank uproarious you. laughter from, from Thank everyone. You. <laughs> let's uh, let's let's finish this thing off. Monday night football. The Baltimore Ravens head to New Orleans to take on the New Orleans Saints, and Nevada's <laughs> got the Saints plus two and a half at home. Oh, another another squeaker. Uh, yeah, because this Ravens team. But give me the Ravens to actually um, contribute uh, a little more than uh, five point. Let's go touchdown victory. Let's go that with Baltimore it. Ravens. All right, that is going to be it for this week's episode of the Underdog NFL Show for the Globetrotter Mario Hines. I'm Chris Horvath. Thanks for listening. We'll see you back here next time.